0: Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. This week, the guys bring in a specialist on insurance to make sure you know the right questions to ask before you buy or sell your home. All right, guys. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. I'm James Amoros, and here, as always, with Oscar Ibarra. We're missing the uh, third leg of the tripod, J.C. Ortega. Welcome to episode five. This week we have uh, our first uh, guest on the show, Silk Hello. over here. Um, Welcome. And, uh, we we thought it'd be good to bring her on because we're talking about something today that is not the um, it's not the most. I don't know what you want to say. It's not the sexiest topic in real estate. It's state, not, but it's, very, but it's very, extremely important. important. Like and, Jake uh, from State Farm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, we should have won the cat. There's a cutout out we there the Jake. Yeah, sure we should have brought I mean, the cutout from Jake. Shameless. Plug. Yeah, we do have a State Farm office and they have a giant cutout. Next time, maybe we'll, we'll bring that in and kind of put them in. But no, so we wanted to talk about it. And I thought one of the best ways to do it is to bring somebody that's been in the industry for a while and can kind of help us talk through some of the common questions that we have. And we'll kind of go over what we're going to, uh, to, give to you guys today and hopefully you guys gain some value in it and uh I've got my partners of crime here. JC is back on the Ozarks, I believe. So mm-hmm. hopefully he makes it back. And
1: and again, I mean we we are knowledgeable about yeah. insurance, but what better way of getting the information but from an expert? This is what she does. Boom. Lives, breeds yep. insurance. So, oh, so Silk, I hope I do to. more than that. But. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, outside <laughs> of her personal life. I don't
2: know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. No, her I'm kidding. Well, Silk is insurance. That is, she is that's insurance. what she is. She's I'm the insurance. She is. the insurance Asian. Yep. There we go. The insurance <laughs> awesome. agent. I like it. Hashtag I insurance like it. Asian.
0: Uh, so, Silk, if you want to take a couple minutes and just kind of tell us your story and Company. where you came from,
2: who you work with, why you got into insurance. Okay. Um, it's not, my story's not very sexy either. Insurance isn't. As, <laughs> as sexy, as um, is. but I got into insurance because my next door neighbor owned an agency, and he thought you know it might be a good fit um, for me. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe bring some life to insurance. Right? Exactly,
0: <laughs> some personality.
2: Maybe? You
1: look insurance agency so, agent yeah. agent. I don't know. <laughs> trying to look for a good proper word for Not, no. not working.
2: No, you know, it was um, it was a good fit. At the time, I was transitioning out of um, doing it was asset acquisitions and management, and um, started doing insurance. And I know mean, I what like that it. means. Yeah, you know, it's no, it's it's called it's like collections. Mm. Yeah, where we buy and sell debt. Yes. Not it's only okay. was
1: it not sexy, but it's collections, not sexy.
2: I know. I went from one unsexy career to another one, yeah. <laughs> not Jeez. killing it over here.
0: That's awesome. So, how long have you been in insurance?
2: Um, Seven years. Okay. Since nice. 2015. Beautiful. So almost eight, yeah.
0: Nice. Well, welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. taking the time out and enjoying <laughs> us on this, uh, you know, kind of irreverent podcast we
2: have going and, on. And wh- who's your company? So I am independent, but okay. I'm working under the uh, umbrella of Colorado Insurance. So okay. we're part of PCF, which is the, one of the largest aggregates um, out there. Um, so being independent, it's nice because then I... You know, I don't have any specific allegiance to any of the companies I write for. I have about 24, so I'm licensed in Colorado and Arizona, so between the two states. Okay. Um,
1: you have them. allegiance to your client, and that's it, not yes. the company.
2: I love there it. it. That important. is exactly that's it. it. Yep. <laughs>
0: that's where you get the best results. So Sweet. Well, welcome. Hopefully, I appreciate uh, it. Thank uh, you. Hopefully you have some fun with us today, and hopefully you guys watching uh, get some good information out of it. Um, we're excited. And as always, I mean, it's real estate served on the rocks, right? So- your initiation. This is what we do is we taste bourbon. And uh, today's bourbon is actually 80 okay. Law's four grain straight bourbon whiskey brought to us by Silk, actually. So she's the one that uh, brought this to us. And uh, we're going to try it today. And as always, what we'll do is we'll try it. We'll give our initial thoughts. We'll go through uh, the podcast. And at the end, we'll give our uh, our bourbon review. Right. And for the third week in a row, I will not mess this up, but we will rate it between one rock and 10 rocks. 10 rocks being the worst one rock being the
2: best how do you mess that up
0: you know (laughs) that's a great question uh i think (laughs) the first time i messed it up is we started the episode with some bourbon but like an hour beforehand so by the time i got to the numbers thing it was a little weird
2: oh Um, you forgot which direction but yeah I was. (laughs) you
0: know i'm always used to like one is the worst 10 is the best so i was like this is an eight rock bourbon and they're like yeah so jameson that last episode you said you really liked it, but you rated it terribly. So I apologize. To you and guys. again, it's okay.
1: A good bourbon is neat, no rocks. Yep,
0: that's kind
1: uh, of. The if you need oh. a little more, a little water you down. add more rocks. Let yep. it, you know, water down a little bit. It's harsh. I mean, good bourbon. Oh, that's a
2: fun fact. Yeah. Okay. So exactly.
1: That's kind of. So what that's what
0: kind we're... of what our, our preference is um, as far as rating. So, uh, a couple things about AD Laws. If you guys are from Colorado, uh, AD Laws is a distillery located here off of South Acoma Street uh, near downtown Denver. And uh, it's got a couple of interesting things. So the first thing is 80 Laws was the first Colorado distillery that distilled bottled and bonded bourbon, right? So, Oscar, what's bottled and bonded?
1: Bottled and bonded. So back in the day, people were spitting in a bottle, and making it look like bourbon is water and tobacco spit and it was it was they were getting in trouble for that and also character. high back in the high, day. high proof stuff i mean people were going blind i mean there were it, there was no regulation right so the us government said hey we need to regulate this um people are getting sick it's just not fair bottle and bond people are walking around that, blind
0: that, after walking out of a saloon at right two o'clock in the afternoon
1: that's the short of it so there's there's a few um Sorry, my phone is, I put it on silent. It's just vibrating and just throwing me off. It's
0: like this man in the movie theater. You put your phone on (laughs) silent. It's on focus too and it's still going. I don't
1: understand. (laughs) Well, anyway, so there's rules and regulations on how to bottle certain bourbon and this follows the bottle and bond regulations.
0: So basically it has to be distilled at a single distiller. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be distilled within a certain season. So they, they distill bourbons within a season, within a single season. And it has to be actually stored in a federally bonded warehouse. That's where it has to be barreled and it has to be barrel aged for four years. Minimum, um, and it, when it's distilled, it's distilled at fifty percent alcohol by volume, so about hundred proof, mm-hmm. uh, which makes for a very strong, very good whiskey. Uh, according to eighty laws, we should be getting some hints of sweet tobacco, maybe some hints of vanilla. So Orange I'm excited pill. to try it. Have you had eighty laws before? I
1: have. I've had a few of their their bottles. I like it. Okay. Um, I was I, I was talking to them earlier. I I. It was gifted to me, yeah. bottle one, barrel one of their corn. That one was a little, little much. Little much. That was full bodied in your face, but for the most part, Laws is it's good and it's so have You had it. It's local. It's great.
2: Um, I just now. Beautiful.
1: And We had a little <laughs> sip before. We're gonna pour another one. I, I mean, <laughs> traditionally, I. I mean, I, yeah. I'm almost done.
0: Oscar needs it. another
2: yeah, one, yeah, so yeah, we'll just
0: we'll go know, first top thing him in the morning, all. and top we'll uh, we'll cheers it here in a little bit. Taste it, guys, and I want to get your initial thoughts. So. Uh, there you go, Mr. Oscar. Thank
1: you, sir. No problem. And it is uh, 50, 50%, which is, it's roughly 95 proof. Um, I think we we generally like our bourbons yeah. a little higher up, 92 proof plus. And this, well, Oscar
0: will make an old-fashioned out of anything. So. I will
1: make an old-fashioned out of anything. <laughs> oh, that's good. I won't make an old-fashioned out of like, you know, sorry, Jack Daniels, but your your
0: regular stuff. Yeah, that we'll belongs,
1: see. That belongs in Coke. We'll uh, see. But good bourbon, I will make an old-fashioned out of it. Just that's
0: who I am. Yeah. All right, well, let's cheers. Let's try cheers. it. Cheers. And all see what right. you guys think.
2: Cheers. Woo.
1: So, right off. Thoughts?
2: I'm telling you guys. If I, I mean, I'm going to, I will turn into looking like you guys. Put hair in my chest, hair in my face if I come.
1: We were all clean so. cut before we started this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so. I didn't have a beard three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, up front, I think Woo. it's it's really clean when it comes in. Um, towards the end, it. Kind of numbs your tongue out, but it's every bourbon. Is that you know, what fir- it's supposed the, to do? Well, the first drink is always going to be unleaded gas. It's fire. You're supposed to take another I, drink. I
0: don't know what Oscar's drinking. With <laughs> unleaded gas, but <laughs> well, that's that sounds safe. It, it's always
1: going to be harsh up front, and then you take a second sip, and then you start tasting what the bourbon's sure. supposed to be like. I like the um, way it smells. For me, it's yes. a little,
2: yeah. it's
0: a little bit peppery. Yeah, I can get that and, a little bit. You know,
1: agreed. Uh, and it does flatten out at, towards the end. Yeah, and it doesn't really have that burn, at least
2: for me. Mm. Silk, thoughts, thoughts. Well, when you first opened it, I said I thought it smelled like vanilla. Yeah, e vanilla. Um, I'm not a bourbon drinker, so I'm not sure. I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. I could I could sip on this. for Normally, sure. Normally,
0: if a non-bourbon drinker says that they can sip on bourbon, it's, it's a good. good bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's I'm a good holding it, test, it and I'm ready
2: to take another sip. So, yep.
0: See, <laughs> beautiful. See, silk belongs. Yeah, I, should have had yeah. you on the four other episodes. Now we know. Yep. Awesome guys. Well, invite we'll, me back. Uh,
2: to, you know, six episodes episodes from now yeah, on. we'll just do a, a refresh. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so we'll uh, we'll keep sipping on it during the podcast. You guys at home, obviously, welcome to join us if you're on bourbon. And as always, let us know suggestion-wise if you guys have something that you want us to try. We'd love to, love to hear your suggestions. So to give you guys a quick overview of, of what we're going to go over today, um, we're going to go over homeowners insurance and its importance, uh, both for the home buyers and the home sellers. Uh, we're going to take a look at some statistics around claims that we've seen uh, in some relevant areas, uh, hurricane Ian, the superior fires up in, oh, up in
1: okay. uh, fires, big in, topic here. Colorado. Colorado. Yep.
0: Exactly. We're going to look at a little bit, um, with the difference between, you know, insurance brokers and larger companies, uh, which because are we agents have a, a broker here uh, to kind of help us kind of navigate that from a buyer standpoint. And then from there, we'll take a look at some tools that buyers can use when they're looking at purchasing a home some some things that you may not normally see or even think about doing when you're looking at a home questions and, questions yep, to ask yep questions to ask yep and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about what influences pricing mm-hmm. right because we all know that we get those bills and all of a sudden it's like wait a second why did my insurance go up $1000 a year so and so and it's forth. not
1: always bad guys it's yep. not always bad there's a reason behind yep.
0: it so we're going to go through all that um, and hopefully give you guys kind of a good uh, good idea of of what home insurance looks like and why it's important and and go from there so uh, to start it off, uh, Silk, why don't you kind of give us your industry viewpoint of why homeowner's
2: insurance is such a big deal? Okay. Why is insurance important? Well, you can't buy the home. if Unless you're going to cash purchase the home, mm-hmm. you cannot buy a house without insurance. Right. Because the, the loan needs hazard insurance. So with that being said, I was asking you guys earlier, what yeah. part of the process do you have your clients get insurance, and you said about 20 days after mm-hmm. they go under contract. I mean, to be honest, as real estate agents, to make you guys look like the hero, I would, as you're looking for the house, let's say um, the last thing you want is you you don't want to go take your client to the right. amazing rural home in the middle of nowhere, yeah. have them fall in love with it, and you yep. like, well, actually, you know what? we're not going to be able to get this home insured. So how about we look at something else? Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that's, that's I would say point. just even as you're looking, have, yeah. have them get in contact with their insurance agent or um, start running clue reports, uh, making sure that the home is even insurable is super important. So that being said, I, maybe I'm wrong. You sound like you're talking from experience about
0: running into oh a, gosh. A, a dream been... home that may not have been insurable after all.
2: Not me personally. I mean, this happened... It's actually been happening quite a bit this summer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. um, Because of the fires, you know, the Boulder fires, uh, insurance companies are putting what's called like a moratorium on certain zip codes where they don't want to even insure homes in certain areas. That's crazy. Kind of what's
1: happening in Louisiana, right? Or Florida, hurricanes, right? You're like, we're not... You shouldn't oh, live there so, anymore. <laughs> well, you know, we're not going to enjoy anything. We're not supposed anything. to inhabit. Yeah, you're not supposed to live there. Of the at, right. at some point you got to go just relocate
0: somewhere yeah. where it's not cause Telling crazy. Telling my
2: sister that. I'm like, yeah, I've down in How Huta many, Gordo, how many so. times are you going to get hit by a hurricane? So yeah, like, right. maybe we should move.
0: Right? I mean, I've, it listen, I you know, Jordan Poole reference, but if Dream on Green punches me in the face once, oh my god. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going right? to play I'm with him anymore. i just not going to mess with him anymore. fine. play fun. Pretty easy, right?
2: Oh my goodness. Um no. So, because of the fires that took place in Boulder, I think um you know, I had it was what, 500 million was paid out. Yeah.
0: I think that was the, like
2: the like the conservative. But the, yeah, yeah. were paid out. I think the claims were over
0: a billion. Yeah. But they paid out like 500 million, which
1: I mean, yeah. And the, and that goes into
0: another topic, yeah. you know. The
2: whole nother, yeah. yeah, it's
0: having proper coverage. Yes. But so the five million, 500 million got paid out.
2: But what what's sad is that even that's what was paid out, like yeah, you said, but right. the actual losses were far beyond yeah. that. Yeah. But they weren't paid because people weren't insured correctly, right. which is so important. So, yeah. um, kind of to touch on what we were talking about earlier about what's the value in insurance? Mm-hmm. The values you could save maybe a couple hundred dollars a year, sure. but are you really insured correctly? Right. Right. So when you have a loss, you need to make sure that it's put together.
0: Well, and correctly. it's a, it's an interesting point too because when you talk about the Superior fires. And you talked about the uninsurability of a home in a rural area, potentially if it's too far away from, you know, a firehouse or if it's a volunteer fire department like we were discussing beforehand. Yeah. Like that's a big deal.
1: And typically when it's a rural area, half the time they're they're volunteers. Yeah. I mean, you have your, Why your is local that? people. Yeah, I don't know. Because they can't staff it. And they don't have the tax dollars to pay for it. Yeah, Yeah. they don't have the tax dollars to to staff it with with firefighters.
2: Sometimes there is a fire department and people like, what are you talking about? There's a fire department like Mm -hmm. five miles. Yeah. Well, you didn't pay into that. You, this house, this residence right here, you, your taxes are lower on it for some reason. And it's because you didn't pay into that fire department to respond. Yeah. And and again,
1: with the 20 days, we give 20 days as a realtor. So you can mm-hmm. do your due diligence and it's the deadline, 20 days, uh-huh. is the deadline, you have to have insurance by that time. So you, you do your due diligence in that time to get proper coverage, right. uh, whether bundling with your cars, do all that stuff. But then it's, it's your, it's your asset. You need to cover it unless you're buying a cash. And even if you buy a cash, I mean. If you if you rather pay an extra 100 bucks a month or when it burns down, you're out $600,000, a million dollars, whatever it's gonna cost yeah. you.
2: Well, and so here's something important to think about too is people, since the Boulder fires, they've called me and they said, am I underinsured? I see that the reconstruction cost is 500,000. My home is valued at 800,000. Mm-hmm. So the reconstruction cost is one thing. The value of the home is another. So when we look at the fires, The land is still going to be there, right? Right. Even though the fire Yeah, you don't insure
1: the land, just the structure. There you go.
2: Perfect. Mm -hmm. So um, you should be, you know, as an agent, I provide my clients with a reconstruction cost estimator. So it shows the square footage, the type of foundation it's built on, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then it spits out a number. It says, okay, this is what we think it's going to cost to rebuild. Right. Now I endorse it for above and beyond that. So I have some companies that will do uncapped. And right now, that is my recommendation to everyone because of the, you know, co- you know, because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, the cost of materials went up, the cost right. of labor went up. So the only way that you can be guaranteed replacement is to actually get a policy that guarantees replacement. So
0: that being said,
2: and I'm glad you brought that up, right?
0: So a couple of things to touch on. So replacement versus market value. It's a lot of people don't quite understand what the difference is. That is correct. Right. Yes. So the replacement value, and as Silk alluded to, here's, a co- here's the things that replacement value... Covers right. Well,
1: and and a good rule of thumb, and and correct me if I'm wrong, eighty percent of whatever it's appraised or purchase price is probably where you're going to do the the replacement rule of thumb, and then you do an exact valuation, right?
2: Um, so I I twenty percent should be the land. I personally don't do it that way, but that's that's probably a good way to look at it. It's a good rule of thumb, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you're trying to if you're a buyer, right, and you're trying to shop insurances and just seeing because they'll go out and you'll get the replacement cost. If you want to do a quick calculation of where does this look at versus what I've calculating for my house? 80% rules, rules. I mean, right? should be covered. Yes.
2: As you know, I don't know. You guys probably work with a team. You probably have like a lender, like mm-hmm. an inspector and insur- So your team should be there to support you through this entire process. And you could 100%. always just send that to your team and say, Hey, uh, insurance agent, what do you think the rate's going to be? Is this mm-hmm. home insurable to, and pull the clue before you yep. put in an offer? Cause if there's like, and, and what's clue, what's oh, a clue okay. report? A clue is like a Carfax for homes. Okay? Mm. Right? So it's going to tell you about all the losses that happened on that residence. Yep. And um this is actually kind of good for you guys to yeah. know cuz there there's some states that
1: require real estate agents to pull those. Mm-hmm. Colorado's not one.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think I mean, it's in some of the higher
1: Texas. Yep. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it kind of it might help you guys during negotiations cuz it comes you guys have like a seller's disclosure that's supposed to say like we put on a new roof in this year. We did this. Well, if I pull a clue and I give it to you and I'm like, all right, here you go. Here, You know, um, Jameson, your client's buying a home that had three water claims. They never put it on the seller's disclosure. Now you can go mm, back yes. and say, hey.
0: <laughs> Which is a very important distinction because we know and you've ran into it. I've ran into it sometimes the seller's disclosure isn't 100 truthful yeah absolutely and or they forget or they forget and it's, and there's it's a gray area it's they in they
1: good forget. faith the yep. seller's property is good yeah. faith that they remember what's going on yep and you know may, we may not do a clue report but mm. like you said as a team shout out to our friend chris walters he actually pulls permits when he does the inspection mm-hmm. what permits were pulled on yep. this home and then you look at it and like wait a minute that was not on the seller's property disclosure there is a flood claim or a permit for for the basement or something mm-hmm. and that you know that's
0: a rift yeah absolutely due diligence yep it is and it's to silk's point right when we talk about why is home insurance important i'm going to circle back to the superior fires because we just said 500 million dollars paid out mm-hmm. the damage itself was above are, and beyond yep. that it was in an area that is not in a fire zone right i mean if, if you guys are familiar with superior listening in colorado you guys know it's kind of in between louisville and boulder but it's high plains very flat, not a ton of trees, not insured as a, as you would a mountain home. And yet something terrible happened and wiped out a thousand and homes with $500 million damage. So when we talk about, you know, things like pulling a clue report to making sure that everything that you would expect to see on a home is there if it matches the seller's disclosure, if you're looking at your guaranteed replacement, right? Another statistic that, that I ran across in superior was of the, 1,084 homes, only 10% had guaranteed replacement, which meant that most of them were under There's
2: not many companies that offer guaranteed right. replacement. And then yeah. the
1: endorsements, right? They have definitions. Mm-hmm. I, I pulled my policy and oh, look one, one came up and it's what's what's wildfire. It <laughs> mm-hmm. says this means an uncontrolled rapidly spread fire through woodland brush or resident area. Yeah.
2: So here's something to think about too. Um, when your you know, client's going to buy a home, it could be in Lafayette, mm-hmm. Boulder, whatever. Yep. But let's say the PC class, and this is nothing that you can control. I can control. It's all um, put through. It's called an IS. I think it's an ISO rating, and it's determined by the fire department. What's how, a PC class? Oh uh, that's a protection class. Okay. So one being the best, ten being the worst, and obviously, if you have a higher PC class, your rate is going to be through the roof. And that's what, just a
0: saying that your your essential emergency responses are yeah so anything that pushing. if
2: it's if it's going to take the fire department more than really 10 minutes if you, your house is it's toast it's no pun intended right like burnt toast
0: did i smell burnt <laughs> <laughs> a, little so, bit, a little bit of burnt in toast barrel. in here yeah
2: but it's uh it so here's an, a good example i had a client and she is trying to sell her home went under contract two weeks before closing the buyers pulled out she's like I don't know what's going on. I can't sell this house. She said, my insurance canceled. They said it's not, um, they're getting off the policy. Well, the, probably the reason why her buyers decided not to buy the home is they couldn't get the home insured. Her policy canceled. Um, I finally found her someone to insure her house and it's in Sedalia and it's a $13,000 policy. So if you think that's about it, I mean that's months. another mortgage payment, right? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: it's insane. I mean, you you talk about the average the average cost of homeowners insurance in Colorado is around twenty two hundred bucks mm-hmm. a year. Yep. We're talking thirteen thousand. And again, two hundred bucks a month. If you're familiar with it. where Sedalia right. is, it's not far removed from civilization. It's essentially thirty northwest minutes Castle of Castle Rock, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And thirty minutes south of, of Lone Tree, Littleton, that whole area. But yeah, something as simple but as if- a PC class goes from two thousand a year to Thirteen thousand are
2: uninsurable. So her, what she didn't realize is that the fire department that's supposed to respond to her home is volunteer. And even that being said, it would still take them about fifteen right. minutes to get. So to her so house. is
1: a PC class also for? And we don't have a lot of them here, but in Central Denver, flat roofs—that's that's a—that's that's an issue too. Correct.
2: Right now, what's the biggest concern is roofs in general, like the age of them. Mm-hmm. Um, anything more than 10 years, these companies are starting to, what's called, it's like a depreciated value. It's like tires on your car, you know, yeah. you know, once you're, they get so many miles, they're right. like, the road
1: hazard plans. Like, no, you're, there's yeah, no this tires going to blow like tomorrow. Yeah, you, we're not going to cover it. <laughs> right. We're not
2: going to cover right. your roof. And then old some companies will just exclude your roof. Um, which is pointless because the most common claim is hail. Mm-hmm. It's not if you're going to file a hail claim. It's yep, just a matter if you live right. in
0: Colorado during the spring. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to, how many times I race out to my driveway, threw all of my stuff out of my garage and parked my car in the garage because it hails. And yep. I mean, it, it can happen, and you guys have seen it, right? Mm-hmm. All the, the signs start going up in the yards, and hey, free roof inspection and so estimates on and so forth. Everywhere. estimates everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah those yep. r-
2: the roofers. And the, something to touch on too, I wanted to tell you guys, talk to you guys about was these roof warranties. Yeah. Save yourself the time. So roof warranty is the a way for a roofing company to advertise themselves. Okay. So they come out, they say, "Yep, we'll go. We'll go ahead, and we're going to give you a five year warranty on this roof."
1: Is it the same as a roof certification?
2: Good question. No. Okay. So a roof warranty is like, we will warranty this roof for five years. So now when the client's like, "Hi, huh, I want to," you know, after this mm-hmm. hailstorm, where's that warranty? They call that roofing company. Yeah. The roofing company comes out. Yep, you need a roo- new roof. We'll take care of it. Who's your insurance company? Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: then they get, that's how they get the business, right? Got it. And the okay. roof
1: certification, so, good. the roofer goes out and says, we will, we will warrant that this roof will be here for five more years, right? Something no, so a moves? warranty
2: is, is literally nothing. The roof right. cert is for a specific type Time of period. roof. Correct. So a class four shingle would require a roof cert. Mm-hmm. So once your client gets the, cert their rate will drop typically about 15 to 20 yeah i was gonna say so i've ran
0: into a couple times where um and actually one of the clients that i sent you in bell mountain they mm-hmm. were asking what the roof certification was because it did end up making a difference on their policy yep. on a monthly basis and it was 25 30 bucks but again when you're buying these homes and you know you're in areas and you're paying for everything else that's increasing something as simple as roof certification or upgrading shingles can go a long way
2: so that is one of the questions i ask when someone goes under a contract and they come to me um, to get homeowners insurance is I ask how old is the roof? Um, and if they ever say they don't know, mm-hmm. that's a concern. Yep. <laughs> right. And then once they tell me, oh, it was replaced in 2017, which is usually the answer for everyone right now, because yep. of that huge hailstorm that came through. Um, then I ask them, is it a class four shingle? Cause that'll drop the rate. Well. And
1: and what's, what, what's the classification just to clarify, what's a class four?
2: <sighs> it's hail resistive. So okay. it has to be a class four to get the discount. And so, You just ask the sellers, Mm -hmm. who'd you go through? Sometimes they don't have it. They don't remember if they, but as long as they have the roofing company, you know, one, two, three roofing company, whatever the case is, I can even call them. And I'll get that cert. Yeah. Will an inspector
1: okay. know that it, whether it's a class nope, four or there's not? No it has way to, to be the company.
2: Yeah. yeah, okay. not without the paperwork. So you can't early. go up and take a picture and say, does this look like a class four? No, mm-hmm. it has to be that cert. So that's a really good question. That certificate is what you're looking for. Which okay.
0: if you're a seller, right? And you're looking at potentially selling your house and you do a roof replacement, keep a hold of that paperwork because it does make it a lot smoother for a transaction. Yep. If I can send an inspector to the house and I've got the roof certification there, I can then take that I can give it to the buyer's insurance agent. And that entire process just eliminates another hurdle. Not only that, but that then
1: the discounts there, Correct. right? Because yes. that's that's basically what we're we're getting at is not only is it a good single, but
0: it's going to save you some cash. It's gonna, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yep. With most companies, it'll save them quite a bit of cash. Yes.
0: So as you guys are looking um, at insuring a house? What are some other specific things you guys look for? Or maybe some things that would make something uninsurable yeah. that they can look for as they're, as they're doing the search. And the reason I bring that up is because of the uninsurability and the PC class. In Colorado specifically, and it doesn't have to be this exact thing, but this is why my head went there. People are moving to Colorado now to get space, which normally means rural areas, yes. acreage, so on and so forth, which is great. But if it puts you in a position where your house is uninsurable, imagine going under contract and then finding out 20 days later that, oh, I'm too far away, right? So what are some other things that could potentially make a that's a, The
2: clue report, like you guys brought up earlier, have someone run a clue. Okay, it does cost money to run a clue. It's a, Every time you run a clue on an address, mm-hmm.
0: it,
2: it costs the insurance company money. But
1: It's kind of like a credit report, right? You want to run it. You want to you know as much to. information as possible. So
2: I had a situation where the client was a great client. Mm-hmm. Great insurance score, great credit score, you know, they could buy pretty, looking at homes. Well, one of the homes that he fell in love with, um, the home was uninsurable because of the past owner Mm -hmm. had one water claim, another water claim, another water claim. Mm. So, so many water claims that the insurance companies were like, okay, what is, what is happening here? Why is this home? there's something triggering this home to constantly have water wow, leaks right. right so the home was actually uninsurable mm-hmm. cuz of and it, it wasn't because of the pc class you know being in a fire zone mm-hmm. it was because of the previous owners
0: clue. Claims. Well, yeah, claims history. so two questions number one so does clue stand for anything like is it an acronym for something oh or? gosh don't i'm do just that. asking i'm just cuz i, I used to, <laughs> jameson <laughs> loves i love, you know what <laughs> i love the game as a I'm kid cl- okay I, it was always I'm the one dude with the dagger questions. in the uh, in the, that, the library. I want to say. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like I, I hear clue all the time. I just didn't know if it had an acronym. I'm don't sure know. it we does. I'm sure it does. We have to look it up, guys. Remind okay. us. We'll look it what up. Is Next episode, a Clue Report. What we're going to do? Actually, you know what? I've got my research guy that's going to look it up here. and the
1: definition is going to be the uh, because we <laughs> what we named it. So the here's, Clue Report. But
0: let's let's touch on that right because <laughs> so let's say for example that they had water issues, uh-huh. whether it was a leaky water heater, so on and so forth. From a from a real estate standpoint, on a seller's property disclosure, if something was mitigated, I don't necessarily have to disclose it because it's a fixed problem, right?
1: Rule of thumb, disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. Correct, if you know about correct. it, it's better to cover your butt and correct. say this was done at a certain but time.
0: But you were relying on people yes. in good faith to give you that information, right? Absolutely. So with a clue report what that allows it, it's not our it's right.
1: it's not up to us to do the research for it. It's what the client has disclosed yep. to us. So
0: if the clue report comes back and shows three or four or five claims, now we claims, know. Now we, now to we to know disclose. and now there's a potential to either renegotiate there to you go. back out of the contract to there. earn us money back. And again, it's a buyer beware state, so right? You want to know what you're is, moving
2: into. I have a question for you yeah. guys if this is okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So wait, this is our podcast. Just don't tell oh, me sorry. what a Clue Report is, because we don't know apparently go for what it. a clue no, report is. I um
0: can't. Oh wait, hold on. Breaking news. Uh oh.
2: Let's go with what, what a clue
0: report on. is. Are you guys ready?
2: Oh, I thought it was a weather report, like a is oh.
0: Nope. This is from uh Charlie Sidelli. He's our uh, production manager slash Swiss Army Knife. It is a comprehensive it is an acronym. LOSS Underwriting Exchange, Woo. which essentially means that it will record any sort of Underwritten exchanges, losses, anything filed mm. uh, that allows the insurance company, the insurance agent to look up any of the past claims. Thank you, okay. Charlie. Charlie so
1: learned that. me something Thank today. You. Thank You're you, Charlie. He's Excellent. The man, Clue Report is an acronym.
0: Okay. All right. Now you can ask us the question.
2: So if someone goes under contract, they put down their earnest money, mm-hmm. okay? And then if the seller disclosure did not disclose a claim that's coming up on the clue, can the person back out of the contract and get their earnest money back because it wasn't put on that disclosure
1: Absolutely it's subjective um, Oh. It, it, when you go and do your 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 inspection it's it it's going it, to it, I've had people and you're not supposed to do this just because of likings of stuff but if it's not up to the standard of the buyer and and it came up on inspection they could 100% say we we don't, we don't want to deal with this Yeah
0: so there's I think that the the answer is twofold right If – and I think you brought this up earlier. We said you know twenty days to to get the property insured uh-huh. and filed with the lender, but you were stating that you know getting something like this done early, do, right after we're our contract, allows us because our need- inspection periods seven to
2: ten days, right?
1: And we can only use
0: that and for that.
2: And
1: we can
0: only really use that for that. And
2: you can even use your resources, your team, to say, hey, we're going to go look at this home, in the mountains can you see what the protection class mm-hmm. is and, and, so, and it
1: snowballs and a I bit, and right I, our, our, our dates and deadlines really do I mean our inspection well it's a visual inspection and then the insurance the clue report comes back well now it's an issue because it's an and it's an insurance issue mm-hmm. now we, we this was discovered through insurance through the clue report so you know we have that out but then say we we, we fast forward now the underwriter doesn't like it and right. it's something to do with the insurance now now it's a lending issue and we have that's you that's typically the, the back end of our, our d- dates and deadlines. Yep. Okay. It's a couple of days before closing and now we can't close because there's no loan mm-hmm. or the terms of it have changed. So it kind of
0: snowballs into all our date, um, dates yep. and deadlines. So a clue report is absolutely a great thing. And here's the other thing okay. too, and I'm dealing with this. It's kind of on the same vein, but not so... The seller's property disclosure gets disclosed, right? And usually, we set those deadlines. How long, when you when you usually because those required right? five days About five after days, going right? into contract. Okay. So we try and get it, we, we get them done before. And again, good faith. We send the okay. inspector out so we know what we're looking for. But, but there's been scenarios where the property disclosure gets disclosed, and then after close, something gets discovered. And if it can be proven that it was a, a material fact when the seller property disclosure was handed out, and it wasn't disclosed to the buyer now you're in and this is not our realm right so if this is happening to you guys at home uh, a real estate attorney is what you want to what you want to consult but Absolutely. there is a potential that a clue report can pull something that was not disclosed on the seller's property disclosure and that potentially can give the buyer the right to to, to either back out or to consult real estate attorneys huh. and see what their their recourse possibilities
1: are i mean i've done a lot of estate sales mm-hmm. and on those Special warranty deed means we're not warranting for we knew anything about the property. We've never lived in the property, mm-hmm. so their salary disclosure is, is a line through it. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anything about the property. We've never lived in the okay. property. Yeah. Whether I mean investments are a little different, but a family member is now selling it, and they don't they don't know anything yeah. about the property. Yeah. So buyer beware. That's why get great coverage with insurance, mm-hmm. whether it's title and or homeowners, and also have a good inspector.
2: Yep. Okay. So this is, I mean, we were talking about value, value yep. add, um, just having, you know, a good real real estate agent that can, like, guide you through the process, mm-hmm. put you in front of the right team, but then also um, keeping the price down, like, mm-hmm. with the insurance, with the lender. One thing that's... Because you
1: affect the, the loan. I mean, yeah. you can so throw off our, our debt to income ratio. Which I mean. you
2: guys never hear about because mm-hmm. the lender doesn't want to...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And well, you, you know, figure, what, $2,200 a month or $2,200 a year, right? That's $185 Cheap a might month.
1: get you in the door in the house, but what is it going to cost you in the long run? Oh, I, Great coverage, but yep. affordability.
2: There's so many times where it's like you, you show people homes that they're already overextending themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so the best way for a lender to try and keep their DTI under a certain point. They can't cut a lot out, but guess what? The biggest chunk you can cut is the insurance. Is hazard insurance.
1: Can't cut the taxes. You
2: can't, yeah, there's nothing you can cut. Interest rates,
1: insurance, but again, coverage is what we're talking about today.
2: So here's the thing too, is like if something seems too good to be true, oh, this home seems great. Why is Mm -hmm. the... Well, there's probably a reason or this insurance premium seems so amazing. There's the biggest thing to look at, too, on an insurance policy is is it an ACV, which stands for actual cash value or a replacement cost policy? So an ACV would mean that you're getting the the depreciated value of everything, the depreciated value of your roof, the depreciated value of your contents, okay. which is like self-insuring. Why would you ever buy a policy like right. that? Yes, it seems great. It only costs $1,200 a year versus $2,500, right. but you're paying $1,200 to self-insure. Yep. Um, the other thing to look at is deductibles. Okay. So a deductible is going to, yes, looks great. You're going to save yourself a ton of money. But then you're also self-insuring again because the deductible is what the, you pay out as the consumer to the insurance company to get your roof fixed. Mm-hmm. So if you have a good example, there's companies out there right now that do percent deductibles. So a percent deductible is going to be based off the reconstruction cost of your home. And that's called the coverage A. So if your coverage A is, gosh, I'm bad at math, but let's say it's 500000 mm-hmm. and you have a 2% deductible. Yep. Okay. That would make... Your deductible ten thousand no please help me uh yes okay so if the average cost of a roof is between 12 and 15 you're self-insuring your roof why And, and right. is
1: that cheaper a month yeah and right.
2: then and it, it might bring your premium it it, it down might, like, but
1: then do you yeah. have 10 grand yeah. when in a roof it, you're, you might as well just pay the, the yeah. roof out of pocket
2: there you go so you're self-insuring so there's companies that have two percent deductibles one percent and and you know I get clients all the time that are like, oh, but I found another um policy here, another quote, and they're saving me sixty dollars a month. And I look and I said, Well, you have a two percent deductible. No, and they'll, you know, argue, well it's two percent of what? Two percent of the dwelling. Right. (laughs) Read the fine print. Read the fine print. So so that being said Before I forget. Yeah, go for it.
1: Is there a cap on deductible? Can you just make it twenty thousand?
2: You so that's a really good question. Some, it depends on the company. So I'm not, I'm like I have 22 different companies that I write for. Some do have a cap. Well, most of them have a cap. Um, What's the highest cap you've seen? What matters is for the loan. So yeah. the lender can't have a deductible over a certain point, right. which I'm not going to talk on because that's not my But no, I, I've seen that as well, yeah. The okay. deductible can't exceed a certain percentage of the, yeah. the
0: loan on the house because at that point, they're I mean, not insuring their...
1: Right, and and the reason I ask, and we were talking about this yeah. earlier, is flood insurance, right? right? What I mean, the FEMA map is crazy. Some houses there's no bodies of water, but it does sit in a valley. Blah blah. Wheat Ridge is one of them, and it is expensive if you have to go FHA. And um, yeah, flood
2: insurance is is exp- you can't really shop it. I mean, it right. is if what it's it
1: FHA, is. you can't. Right. But can you ramp up the deductible for like 20 grand? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that saves them monthly, correct?
2: Oh, yeah. It'll save them a ton And the months.
1: chances are, I mean, the FEMA map says in 100 years, uh, there's been one or two claims, and mm-hmm. they keep it there. I mean, if most people sell in five years, I it's mean, years you know, time. coverage, usually the basement floods only. And if you have a cross space, then what do you cover? Mm-hmm. And then just ramp up your deductible, save you some cash, you know, and hope. God doesn't play.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. But again, right.
1: that's that's it's it's it's, it's insurance, mm-hmm. right? It's we don't know whether you. It's hazard gonna... insurance. It's for hazards. Right. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. So that I mean, being I, said, I, I think Dave Chappelle said it's, what did he say? it's it's in case shit. Is that what he said? Insurance is in case <laughs> shit, in case shit happens. happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's in case shit happens, right? So that being said, we talk about and you just brought up a good point. Like, there's so many different companies out there that offer different policies and yeah. whether it's a percent, this, that, and the other. So if I'm if I'm a buyer uh-huh. and I'm going through the process and i'm getting started on you know looking for insurance what is the difference pros cons advantages etc of going through you know an insurance broker versus one of the big companies that's run by a gecko oh my or gosh really I love good that hands you ask this. or khaki shorts whatever it is what is what is the difference what's the advantage different advantage
2: what are you seeing? well the advantage of going through an independent agent is the fact that they have no allegiance to the companies that they're writing for they're working for you okay so in other words They're if, gonna,
1: you're gonna find them the best so coverage and price
2: there you go so a captive company would be like state farm farmers mm-hmm.
1: um All usa
2: straight. um but an independent agent they are looking for the best rate for you and the best fit so state farm has their set of underwriting guidelines yep. so they can only ensure these types of homes these types of clients we are I'm as an independent I'm shopping and I'm finding the best rate the best fit for you. Okay. I don't I don't care if it's with Nationwide with Travelers with Safeco yeah. with Allstate. Um, it's what's who's going to outbid for your business. Got it.
1: It's kind of yeah. like a lender. Right? It is and that's If you kind of work of if you work with Wells question, Fargo, so, Wells yes. Fargo, you have set guidelines. This is the interest rate. That's it. It's their product no more. With a broker, he shops it. Different, different guidelines, different mm-hmm. um, interest rates, and that's so. Insurance? One thing
2: is, I'm not in the state of Colorado. I'm not really a broker. I'm still, an, I'm an independent agent. A broker charges a fee, mm. so I don't charge a fee in the state of Which Colorado. Which is a very you important cannot, distinction. You can, okay? okay, I cannot charge a fee, um, so I'm, I'm actually called an independent agent. Okay. And to Oscar, to your point before the podcast started you
0: made the point that essentially, you know, as an independent agent, the fiduciary is to the client, client, right? 100%. So here's my other question. um, And I, the only reason I'm going to ask you this, because I get this pushback a lot from a lending standpoint, when you talk about large lenders and then mortgage brokers and the, the big argument always, well, you know, if I need to get something done, a mortgage broker has to third party out their underwriter and their loan processor. And it's, it can be a very discombobulated process. So customer service tends to suffer so on and so forth. So, in your world as an independent agent, when somebody goes, okay, you know what? That makes sense. They're looking out for me and me alone. I can shop the the rates and everything against everybody else because I'm not beholden to anybody. What does that look like from a response time, you know, claims being paid out, a customer service standpoint as very independent agent? It's
2: still the same as any other company. I mean, you're going to, it depends on the company. Same process. Same, so I am, I am literally, I'm like your, Personal assistant for insurance. Awesome. I right before I came in here today, I had a client that said I need to file a claim. Mm-hmm. So I had to go in, I opened the claim for him. Um, he has my personal cell phone. He actually texted me that. Okay. I mean, when was the last time you texted right. your agent? Yeah. Um, never. I think I've ever texted I, I, my khaki I, guy. Have I you remember. ever texted supposedly he's up at khakis. three o'clock in the morning? Yeah. But I've never texted. Oh my gosh, him. So. that is that is what I feel like sometimes. I had a guy call me the other night who got pulled over, couldn't find his ID cards. It is. I'm like, ten thirty at night. <laughs> I need and a I'm, digital copy now. He's like, I need my ID cards. I will do this this one time. Right. <laughs> You are an adult.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Google yeah. it. I don't know. I'm sleeping. <laughs> so, yeah. no. So, that I think that's a good thing to understand, right? Because people, there's a lot of information out right. there and being able to understand that, you know, if it is an independent agent, yeah, there's the ability that you guys can be competitive with anybody, but the process and the care and whatnot is going to be dependent on the person, which you should do your due diligence.
2: But also, if you don't have a home that's it's harder to insure, mm-hmm. do, it's hard to go just to one company. Right. like
1: That one company is not going to insure yep. you.
2: If they can't right. do it, they can't do it. And then right. you're like, now what do I do? Yep. So For having You someone- call
1: Silk because she will find the company that will insure your health. And the I-
0: transaction will be Silky Smooth. Oh my gosh. Boom. We got the insurance agent and Silky Smooth. That's it. <laughs> Done. See, this is what we do. This is that's beautiful. That's I, love I love it. I gotta watch that. I seen I'm gonna that. I it, it that. very long time. I will make the oh, process. Oh man, that easy. is that is awesome. Okay, that's, thank you for that's that. Good. Well, thank thank you for for explaining. That. That's awesome. Um, I do want to talk really quickly about two two topics before we start to wrap up. The first one is I just want to go over one more time, and Silky can help me out with this. Is the tools that are available for buyers in their home. Shopping journey. What that are we as agents with? can help them with, can connect them with, and what should they be looking for when they're when they're looking to purchase? A home?
1: Uh, tell me what I need to tell my clients. Oh yes, my gosh! Besides this just, is this like
2: the most amazing conversation I've had with realtors. Uh, I mean, to know. It's because of the whiskey <laughs> Oh, is that what it is?
1: Suburban <laughs> the <laughs> and then the super cool. Oh, okay,
2: so
0: you are rocking with
2: the, I, I, I do the home team. So the biggest thing that you can offer is uh-huh. obviously number one you have your team that you trust okay giving them a point of contact for each step of the process mm-hmm. to where we all know each other or we can talk to each other if we're comfortable to try and help the process of buying or selling a home as easy as possible for the client okay
1: because um, even if we have that ugly conversation it's it's rather had up front right and correct. say you know what that's not going to happen oscar just move on or, or or do a b and c yeah so yes. if
2: you if you're like so i'm going to go show my client this home um, here's the address, what do you think the insurance is gonna be like? I will give you the exact amount, pretty much. And I can tell you, hey, this home is gonna run your client $6,000 a year because the PC class is a 10. Well, and at the end of the day, right? we talk about all the time.
0: Into- the more information you have and you're armed with, the better the process is gonna be, regardless of what it is, right? But especially in something as complex as a real estate transaction, the more informed you are as a buyer and as a seller, right? Because this goes but both sides. They- these are the transactions. Because
1: we get those phone calls. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: it could be an insurance, ingi- uh, insurance issue. Right.
1: Who are they going to call? But they call me. Think They're about not Ghostbusters. Think about it. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, Silk, help me out. Right. This yeah. is an insurance issue. Um, I don't know what's going on. And I rather rely on the expert than try to give my half ass crappy then you, And you don't want
2: to do that either, because right. then they that come back. on me. Yes. So have your have a good team you trust that can answer these questions, and then it helps. Your buyer or seller, whatever the case is, make an, an informed decision on what, I mean, it's the biggest, one of the biggest investments. Unless
1: you're buying Ferraris every day. So you're going to spend a lot of money.
2: John, you're going to buy a home where the insurance is 10,000 a year. Is that something you want to commit to? It's probably not going to get any better. I mean, this is like, yeah. Or should we look at another house? Yep. Now you look amazing as that, you know, as their guide, um, that's.
1: So, so what are the key points buyers should ask their agents?
2: Um, their real estate agent and their insurance agent. Their insurance agent. Insurance so they need to know the age of the roof. They wanna make sure to take a good look at that seller's disclosure, the home inspection. I don't wanna know all the details of a home inspection. Oh my goodness. Um, Cause the home inspector, that's what- Yes, that's really what they're for. Picks right. their job. Yep. Nitpick. Um, but you wanna make sure that things are updated. Y- you don't want to take someone to a home with mm-hmm. a fuse box or with, you know, aluminum wiring throughout mm-hmm. the house or a super old roof because they're going to have to pay out of pocket to replace right. that. Yep. Um, if they have replaced the roof, ask the buyer's, no, the seller's agent for that roof certi- certification.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all due diligence stuff. Yeah. Real estate stuff. Yep.
2: Um, already having that, sending it to the insurance agent is... uh I mean, it just keeps that process yep. moving.
1: And, and on the policy side, what, what should they ask for? What are key components that are going to save them money and or coverage?
2: Perfect. So if they can find. a um, what's called like a guaranteed replacement mm-hmm. policy. That's huge. Not many companies do it anymore. I have two. Okay. Okay. Um, or get an endorsement that'll do up to like another another additional hundred um, percent. You want to make sure it's a replacement cost policy and that your deductible is not a percent. And if it is a percent, try not to exceed like that Two. one one no, no one percent. Are you guys okay. seeing
0: more uh, inflation riders on replacement?
2: Um, yes, I mean, so the max that some companies can go is like twenty okay. percent. Oh, what
1: about I, sewer riders? Do you see a lot of those? So look at you.
2: Yes. That just came about about clay pipes <laughs> three years ago, four years ago, where they in, will endorse for service line. Okay, so I think I don't know if you guys do this. Do you have a sewer scope? For Absolutely, mm-hmm. every yeah. inspection, every inspection. But guess what? That's a big ticket item. If, just if, like the roof. 15, if it's a to little
1: iffy, forty-five thousand. I've mm-hmm. seen.
2: I mean, if it's like you know, okay, it looks corroded. This tree's a hundred years yep. old. It's in the front yard. There's values, There's cracks. Make sure you get policy that will endorse for service line because it will cover most well it depends on the company will cover for that wear and tear the corrosion and that tree root and, and that's program.
1: huge because in years it's past 10, insurance they, they don't, don't cover your sewer line right they, they just never don't and that's did out of four years yep, ago exactly. that's right. why i always say do a sewer a sewer scope and know what that sewer line is because depending on how mm-hmm. deep it is it's going to cost you a
0: lot of money if it's at the tap you're looking at minimally
1: 10 grand
0: well and i think next week that's one of our topics is going to be bringing a home inspector in and having them walk through some of those so it's it's a good matchup because now we can put up this information we're getting from but sales. it
2: shouldn't it shouldn't deter them that is not a huge deterrent to buy a home no because right because right, right. Sure i, I right. mean i have companies that will insure the sewer line up to fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. So. And so that's
1: that's huge yeah. and that's
2: that's great
1: because it's always been a, a buyer's out of pocket expense and, and not not just at the purchase point but years down the road. In in Denver, there's a, a Aurora, the older mm-hmm. parts of town. You have clay pipes, um, cast iron. And even on the newer ones, uh, say that the house went in, it's PVC. But when they did the landscaping, they put heavy machinery. Now there's a belly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's always a good idea to, to get that sewer yep. line inspected. And now that you can get it insured, that's
2: massive. That's it's, huge. It is huge. I mean, if there's one thing I can say... Even if you currently are in a home and you own a home now, take a look at your policy. Just yep. review it. Have someone take a look at it and say. I did today. I have, <laughs> I have questions. Uh oh, I didn't do it. You're
1: not. You're not leaving right <laughs> after the podcast. I got I was, questions. I was just, we might have to do this outside the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. Get me for like
2: I. Um, you just. Yeah. You have to make sure that you're you're insuring your home to value with that endorsement, like you said. Yep. You or guaranteed. You want to make sure it's replacement costs. Keep that wind hail deductible low.
0: Cool.
2: Do not. Exceed that one percent if you can avoid it. Beautiful, and you can't because there's companies that will sweet do a flat deductible. Love it, man. I like it. You never knew. See, we hopefully
0: we made insurance a little sexy, guys. I don't know a little bit. Uh, I think it I did sexy shirt, right? but I think so. Um. So now comes the uh, the point on the podcast. I want to hear. We call them silk so since you're new. Uh, <laughs> we call them our rock takeaway. Right. So you have okay. the, the the term of you know moving your moving big rocks versus small rocks. We want a rock takeaway. So what that means is we'll go around the table. And I just want your biggest takeaway of the podcast and what we talked about today. Last Oscars, I'll give them all. Oh,
2: don't make me start. Oh, I'm going to make you. This okay. is an inauguration. Okay. You're up. So the biggest takeaway. Yes. Hmm, was just learning about, um, well, you guys taught me a little bit about how the process works in real estate. Okay. You know timeline when insurance because I had no idea when you know some people would call me a week before closing. Yeah, like, right. how is this even happening? <laughs> yeah. and I'm I gotta get this done now. Scramble. Let's go. Yeah. So it's interesting to learn how your process works. Awesome. So yeah, Perfect. and cool. and drinking some whiskey. No, it makes everything oh, better. Exactly. It's yeah.
1: Same. Oscar. Uh, biggest takeaway is um the the PC. What, the class? I mean,
0: uh, unmanned, sure. stole mine, unbelievable. Uh, just
1: uh, the fact that your house has a classification whether it's going to be insured or not. Yep. You know, it, it has sometimes nothing to do with the house and just how many claims have been issued to the house because um, that's huge. Uh, I have family in Florida, and like we were saying, mm-hmm. some some of the insurance companies are like, we're just not going to insure there anymore. You probably shouldn't live there. Yeah. So that, that that's huge to know that.
2: Yep. That is happening. There's companies that have totally pulled out of Colorado. hmm yeah, Louisiana. The, the fires, right? Same because thing? of the fires. Because of mm-hmm. the fires. Yep. And, and
1: you would think, so we're we're right in their tornado alley, tornadoes. We have like 45 to 60, I think it said, and they really don't affect as much because they're usually lower class tornadoes and hail. And hail some one of the bigger ones, but the fires so were the big thing is, right? We
2: are, Texas is being the number one state for hail. Um, we're the second.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what they're actually, I'm no meteorologist, so take this with a grain of salt, okay? But I was reading <laughs> You know what? I got they, acu weather. Uh, <laughs> these are called hot takes. Good. All right, that's going to be another uh, another section. So they were saying that the fires in California is changing the atmospheric pressure, mm-hmm. like all these fires, which is causing. More hail. So now we're just double dinged over here in Colorado. Yeah. We got more fires, we're getting more hail. We got more Californians. Californians. <laughs> Man. I love California.
1: I know,
2: but stop, just stay just, over there, just, it's fine. Just give a us a break bit. for a little bit. Let just us catch us our breath. breath. Just for a little bit.
0: because guys are affecting us a lot more than you think. Right? Um, yeah, I think uh, my biggest takeaway and from a consumer standpoint is when you are shopping for insurance policies, talking to an agent or, you know, real estate agent or an insurance agent in a good partnership to understand what the differences are in the policies. And Silkman got a great point. It could be $60 a month cheaper, but if your deductible is $10,000 or to the point where you're self-insuring a roof, that may not be the best policy. And now it's a cost-benefit analysis and being able to have a partnership with somebody that you can reach out to and say, hey, can you give me a second pair of eyes on this or send it to us and we can send it to our contacts and have them take a look at it and give you guys you know, an unbiased third-party opinion on if it makes sense. Because again, biggest investment for most people that they're going to make in their lives. Or so, reversed,
1: like like we said in the flood insurance. Maybe right. your deductible needs to be way higher mm-hmm. because there's the possibility that happening is, I mean, astronomically not going to happen. Why pay $400 a month right. when you could pay way less and save you money? So yep. it could be both
0: sides of that coin. Exactly. Awesome. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. The more you know. Read yeah. Rainbow, oh. one of my favorite shows growing up.
2: Yeah, this is this I, was interesting. I, I actually learned more about insurance by talking to you guys, and I really just thought about it. I'm like, huh. You like know that? what's crazy?
1: We that's <laughs> yeah, what we, we do it. Yep. I mean, we we touch on points where like, oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. you know,
0: and, and it brushes us up as well. So quick, shameless plug for everybody that's watching, um, and once again, we're just going to run through it. So before we do our a wrap up in our bourbon review. Uh, Oscar Ebarr, what is the best way to get a hold of you?
1: OscarTheRealtor.com OscarTheRealtor.com email My phone number is 720-297-3823
0: And Silk, what about you? Best way for people to reach you for any questions?
2: Um, you can call me 720-323-4556 Or you can text me at that number It is my cell phone um, My email I would give it to you But it's like 20 minutes long Hmm. Fair it's enough. at buycoloradoinsurance.com. Holy smokes. Who thought of
1: that? I, I learned my lesson with it. I made it easy. Yeah, that was great. Oscar a whole, I it was The whole alphabet. Right. Yeah, just
2: call me. Right? Call me.
0: Text me. And <laughs> then uh, I'm Jameson Amorose, so 720-584-3361, Jameson, Jamison Amoros So 720 584 3361 or Jamison, J A M I S O N, at Metro5280.com. And again, my name's Jamison. I've got Oscar Ibar here, Silk Medum here. And uh, thanks for, uh, for hanging out with us today, guys. We're going to go ahead and do our bourbon review and not mess it up again i got this
1: and if you didn't get all that get a hold of jameson <laughs> he has a relationship with with uh silk has yep. done business with her he can vouch for her get a hold of him she'll get a hold he'll get a hold. we'll of take her. care of you guys that's yep. our whole point we'll right? take we care want to of make you sure whatever you guys are need. taken care of however you,
0: however you need correct so cool all right so Let's take one more sip, guys, and I want to know your thoughts. All
2: right. I was just thinking, your name's Jameson. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have been named a better name for loving. It
0: was just meant to be. It was meant to be. But that's whiskey. It's not Oh, herbal. wait.
2: It's not. It's Never
0: Irish might. whiskey. It's oh, Irish a little whiskey. Bit different. Yeah. All right, guys. So what do, what, do, what, right. Do you, what do you think? Personally, it's a great sipper.
1: I've had a few. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's. we tend to gear towards a higher proof mm-hmm. bourbons and a, a lot of of burn, this one has, it's it's pretty smooth up front, and then it's just, it really dies down at the end. Flavor profile, it's not robust. It's it's an, yeah, it's an, easy, it's an easy sipper. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of flavors in there. I just, it's peppery, but for the most point, I give it a solid three. Three rocks. Three rocks. Right. Three rocks. I'm a little difficult. Three rocks. It's true. You yeah. wouldn't make an old-fashioned out of it. We I will I'll definitely make an old-fashioned out of it. Every, Every time.
0: Goddamn time. Every, yeah. time. <laughs> Every goddamn time. Every time.
1: Every goddamn time. I mean, if we drink a really lousy one, I'm like I won't even make an old fashioned. Yeah, out of I'll just take just, out it sure. <laughs> yeah, straight. I'm, I'm gonna shoot it, put it in a shoot glass. Right? Yeah. So yeah.
2: thoughts, thoughts. So I'm not a big bourbon drinker, so and I don't understand when you say that it's fire. Like, a, is it supposed to burn on the way down?
1: All bourbon's gonna burn, but if it like keeps it burns, burning, that's that, like that. that's that's yeah. heat.
2: Is that why guys like to drink? It burns all the way down.
1: <laughs> I, I that's a, it wakes me. It up. it so, actually yeah. is a is a profile looking. Yeah. With if my bourbons, if. The burn is actually the profile that
2: I look for. Okay, so it burns. It burns I, good. I, yes, okay. in a good way, and I like the way it tastes. I can sip it. Um, I would give it a two. Mm-hmm. Two rocks. Good. Good. All right, perfect. It's
0: a good bourbon. I uh, man, it's good. I, I'm an eighty loss fan though. I've gone to their brewery, and it's fantastic. Uh, the one thing I will say: not a ton of complexity in the mm-hmm. flavor. Agree. You'd agree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely get the sweet tobacco notes. I didn't get a ton outside of that. Um, that being said, I think that's why it makes it a pretty easy sipper. Right. Right. So you wouldn't need a ton of rocks as far as just quality of, you know, if I, I, I'm i going to put this up against like our smoke wagon that we had. Uh, so I would probably say say four and a half rocks. I think is Fair. my, my range. I was going to go score.
1: around those yeah. routes, so I didn't want to sound like yeah. a snob. But
0: Charlie, what do you think? From the gallery. Charlie's Charlie going four, four as well. Perfect. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, cheers one more time. Cheers. Appreciate you guys coming. You coming. Yeah, down. fantastic. You guys,
2: thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
0: hopefully you, you guys got some information that you could use. And again, you got our contact information in the YouTube video. We'll drop that as well. So if you guys have any questions, always remember, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about, right? There's a lot of information and issues and layers to a real estate transaction. We want to hit as much as possible that's relevant to you guys. And again, bourbon-wise... If you guys have some suggestions for us as well for the next one, let us know. Um, Otherwise, I believe uh, we will see you guys next week. So call or text, sign off and uh, cheers, boys and girls. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, And for an uncut
1: and unfiltered version, follow us on YouTube.